Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm Malcolm Reed, your host. I'm joined by my lovely wife, Rochelle, as always. Rochelle, what's happening today? Not much. Get Thanksgiving's ready for coming Thanksgiving. up. Yeah. <laughs> it's... I wish we had like an applause button. I'd be <laughs> going crazy. I, I, I'm going to get you some noise effects. Oh, yeah. is, that, is that coming up? Season two. Season two. <laughs> we don't have very many episodes to go for season one, do we? Are we I, calling this officially season one? We're going to call this season one. It was kind of an experiment, but yeah. I'm now I'm calling it season one. This... I actually looked at the schedule. Next week, we're not going to do a podcast. Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving week. The next week, the last week in November, and then th- th- two or three weeks in December. That's all we're going to do. Is what we're going to do, and then we're going to wrap it up, come back in February with a video podcast. What? I'm ready. <laughs> this is... We'll still have the audio, but then we'll just add a video element to it, too. What, number 31 of the podcast? Yeah. So we just... I mean, we've only... We started. We thought about it was April, maybe? Something, yeah. We saw the bar- barbecue war story, guys. Um out in uh, and the MBB way, and we'd been wanting to do it, but they kind of, I guess, gave us the information and the push or whatever we needed to actually start podcasting. And I'm glad we did. It's been fun. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. It's been a fun uh, extra element. What are you doing? What are you looking for? <laughs> I'm just so trying to see what the dog's doing. <laughs> She's under the table. All right. I was looking crazy. It's like, what's running around? So, what are we going to talk about this week? We man, we missed I'm our podcast you, last week. We were we told y'all last time we went to the World Foods and that was on tap, and we were going to do like a podcast from there, and it went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> well, the t- yeah, we didn't know we were going to make the yeah, final we're, at the time. Do you want to talk about that, or you want to go ahead and talk about the recipes? Let's we got some recipes recipe. to catch up with first. Yeah. First one, white chocolate bread pudding. Let's talk about that. We really we shot that one before we left. So I would um, have a video to release last week while we were down competing at the World Foods uh, in Orange Beach, Alabama, mm-hmm. and it was a that white chocolate bread pudding. It's a, it's really an easy it's recipe so to easy. do, yeah. And for it's doing the dessert, bread pudding I've ever is it the best dessert I've ever done on Smoker? I've done a few. I hadn't done a whole lot, but would you say that was the best? Uh, yeah, but it fits my taste profile more. You know, buttery, buttery creamy, bread. white chocolatey bread. <laughs> Super sweet, indulgent, uh, whiskey. (laughs) It it checks all the boxes on a dessert, on the smoker, and it's easy to do. And I don't even know if there's a way to mess it up. Could you mess it up? I don't know. It would be really, really easy. Maybe if you broke the sauce. Yeah. I don't know. The sauce isn't even a breakable sauce, I don't think. It's just cream. Well, if you clumped it, you dumped all those in there at once, and you didn't get the chocolate to melt, or you got the... took the cream too high. Scorched it, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it, it doesn't take much. You could, hey, here's a secret. You could probably omit the bourbon and do that sauce in the microwave. Yeah, I don't know if you could cook off. I'm never, I wouldn't try to cook off whiskey in the microwave. Don't try that. <laughs> but let me, let's talk about that recipe real quick. My friend Miss Rita Haynes gave that to me. She goes to our church. She's a barbecue judge. Her and her husband. And she didn't go to our church. She goes to the church. Oh we, yeah, we, we were visiting. We that's what it is. The the uh, yeah, that's right in Hernando. Yeah, first bath. Yeah. I think it might be second bad. I don't know. We went there a few times, and she and she goes to that church. Yeah, but she's she was where she gave me that recipe. We were at um, Mini Pot Mafia night when I went and cooked the uh, Mini Pot Jambalaya over at Mark Lambert's place, uh, Sweet Swan of Mine Distributing. Check him out. But uh, 
And so um, she was one of the judges that night, and we were all doing our jambalayas and stuff, and she got to tell them because dessert was going to be a possibility for their mini pot challenges. And she said, I've got a great dessert that I do on the smoker. Or, or she doesn't know them, but she said, you can do it on the smoker. You could do it in this cast iron little mini pot. It's easy to do. And when it, she she brings it like to a contest they rep or something every year. It's like one contest. She says she makes a bunch of it, and it goes in like five, ten minutes. It's all wiped out. And so, so she, she said, do you want the recipe? And I was like, yes. You know, I, lo- <laughs> I love recipes. And she said, uh, bread pudding. I love bread pudding. And then white chocolate. And I was like, man, it, it sounds too good to yeah. be true. And so she, I think it was the next day or so, she emailed me her version of it. And it was, it was pretty close to the same thing. We, yeah, we just. We added a little butter. We kind of made it, to to make we made it extra southern Fat we, people friendly. <laughs> we added a little salt to kind of balance it out. Yeah. Because. It didn't have any salt. It didn't have any nutmeg. It didn't have the butter and it didn't have the bourbon. Mm-hmm. Was there anything else that it. I think it had everything else. Yeah. I that was just the four things else. that yeah. I added to it. I mean, I just. The sauce I, was you, actually just the cream and the. Um, chips. And chips that was it. mixed up. And we added a little butter, butter bourbon. To kind of get, and a little salt. And a little salt to balance it out. To get it up. To me. To give that extra depth. Of now, when I think of bread pudding, I automatically think of a whiskey sauce. It's a southern thing. Yeah. You always see it served with it. And, and you can't really try it. Like, you're not going to taste it and say, this is whiskey. Oh, you never know. It, cooks, it, it just leaves that caramely, a little bit of oakiness from the, you know, the whiskey mm-hmm. barrel. It, it just has a good flavor. Yeah, and I feel like it kind of brings down the sweetness in a good way, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, because that's also, it's just sweetness. That's all it is. <laughs> it's it's kind of like a, car- uh, it's not like a caramel, it's a white chocolate syrup. Yeah, <laughs> it, it pretty is. pretty much is, a creamy white chocolate syrup that we're putting over this bread pudding. Now, the bread pudding, um, she, she used fr- a loaf of French bread, yeah. and that's what we did. It was like a day-old loaf of French bread. You tear it up into little pieces. That, to me, makes this bread pudding really, really easy. Yeah, because, you know, most bread puddings I've seen, you make like almost like a custard first or mm-hmm. something. It's with eggs, and this was just cream and French bread. Yeah. It was super simple. You let that soak. No, it, and we did, uh, instead of making the custard, we beat the eggs up. Do we lose our recorder? Are we good? No, we're good. We're good. Oh, I thought look like he was panicking. We mix the <laughs> eggs in with the sugar, so you make this kind of sugary mixture, and that's where we added the nutmeg, another pinch of salt. We stirred the white chocolates in that, and then it all gets combined with the the creamy bread mixture, and then you just put it in a buttered casserole dish and cook it till mm-hmm. it's brown. You can see if you use a clear baking dish like I did, you can see the edges that brown up. So that's kind of an indicator it's done. The top starts browning up, and then you don't see any more liquid in it. It's kind of sets, you know. And when you think of a way a cake sets or something, mm-hmm. it doesn't. It's not jiggly anymore, and that's when it's done. It, it, like you said, it'd be really hard to, you know. Sometimes cakes can fall, and yeah. you can have issues with cakes. But this, I can't imagine you having any issues. No, and, at all. You, and you said you told me it would be. At first, we were thinking about trying to miniaturize it because you wanted to, you wanted me to do it in like a, a individual little, portions, yeah. you know, and it would be great for that. Yeah. You could use little ramekins or little oh, iron skillets yeah, or little mini cro- you know, crocs like things, pots, yeah. and they would be really good. Yeah. And then the, I mean, the sauce takes minutes to make. It's not hard at all. But it would be good for brunch, dessert, Christmas morning dessert, or you know, Christmas morning. Because we always in the middle of the night thinking about sweetness and going to get you a bite out of the fridge. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking any time. No, it's good. Piping it hot out of the. Off the smoker, you can out do it in of the, the oven. oven. Super easy. Yeah, people ask me. We got. I got that question on there. If, if you could do this in the oven, I guess 
I was surprised so many people were watching that didn't have smokers. Yeah. I guess when people saw we're searching for white chocolate or bread pudding or something yeah. and that come up. And then all of a sudden you got this big guy doing it on a grill outside. <laughs> you know it's got to be good. It's got to be good, right? Uh, Anything you put that much cream in and some <laughs> butter yeah. and some whiskey and some sugar and two bags of white chocolate chips. I was you don't surprised think it's good? how many people cooked it this yeah, past weekend. They tried it. Yeah. That was probably our most popular dessert video we've had. Yeah. It, man, y'all got to try it. Yeah. It's so good. that was the video last week. This week we spatchcocked a turkey. Yeah, and I, we've been, you know, we get questions. This time of year, it's like the How to Barbecue Right Butterball Dagum Hotline. <laughs> and I made a joke about getting Mark and Jay to run that for me because it really does. They didn't we get think so, it was funny. They didn't think it was funny at all. I thought it was pretty funny. But, <laughs> they gave us looks like, <laughs> I thought you were our friends. I thought they knew how to cook turkeys. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't know anything about turkeys. I don't know. I mean, y'all have to call them and send them an email and find out. Ask them on the Facebook page. Do y'all know anything about cooking turkeys? <laughs> <laughs> but so we uh, um, decided, because I get questions about what size turkey. And I always cook the ones that are 12 to 14 pound range because they're kind of even in size. The breast is proportionate to the leg quarters. They cook in about three and a half, four hours. Super easy to do. And they feed a family. Uh-huh. Most people, if they're doing, you know. Um, a, a turkey dinner or, you know, for your Thanksgiving or you know, I don't care what holiday is, you're cooking for a family. And it's one turkey usually gets the job done. But it never fails. And I don't know how many questions I've got this year. My turkey's 18 pounds. It's 20 pounds. I got a 24-pounder. How am I going to, you know, what's the time and temp going to be? Well, I mean, first, I say if you're going to cook, don't cook a big turkey like that. Get you two or three little turkeys to add up so you know they're going to cook in the right rate, rate of time. I never cook big ones. Never. But if I do, I always spatchcock them because it makes it easier um, to, to get the thighs and get the legs and get the breasts all done at the same time by eliminating that cavity in it. Um, it, it just it simplifies it. Yeah. And uh, also you said, uh, <laughs> I guess it was, was it Tuesday morning we were filming? And, you, you know, we had talked about, we had talked about brining this turkey, you know, and you said, no, no, we're not going to brine it because we're going to. We're pressed for time. Yeah, we're, the whole premise of this is is we're short on time. We came in hot for yeah, World Foods. We did. So yeah. I knew, okay. Because we didn't get in from World Foods till Monday afternoon. We had left the previous week, Tuesday, was it? Yeah. Tuesday. And I knew uh, Monday that I was going to cook a turkey the following week for video. So I went ahead and bought a froze turkey and just put it in the fridge. And it, it was a big one. It was 18 pounds. And I said, this thing's going to take five days at least to thaw out. And it was still kind of icy on Tuesday. But the plan was, we were we were thinking we weren't going to make the final day at World Foods. We were going yeah, to come gonna back. back and so I was going to have time to brine it. And I didn't know that I was going to be in a hurry to cook it to get this done. So it kind of worked out. Yeah. Because spatchcocking really does, if you don't have time, if you don't, if, if time's a factor when you're cooking, spatchcocking's great. And you could use an injection. You don't have to brine it. You can still get some flavor in the meat. And that's what I showed in the video. Another Another thing, if you don't have space... A lot of people don't have space for 18, 20 pound plus turkey. Yeah. I mean, you need a real, you need a good sized cooker and a plenty of room for the air to circulate around or it's not going to cook right. Well, spatchcocking lets you lay it flat. So it's, you know, you got more room in the shelves in between. You get that airflow. So it really, it works out great there. Yeah. Now you could do whatever you inject it with could be your own. I went with Butcher's Bird Booster. It's a simple injection. You can buy it, mix it with water and it. Good flavor. Yeah. I mean, it has... It's the phosph- I don't know why you don't just sell it as a, 
a turkey injection, a special time of year, and just yeah. change the name of it because it would be a great turkey a good injection. Package, yeah. yeah, that's because it's a good turkey injection. It has a phosphate in it, so it's going to help it retain more moisture. It has, I mean, it smells like chicken broth, mm-hmm. so I know it's got some kind of you know reconstituted chicken flavoring or something in it. But you could use like the Tony, Tony. Yeah, yeah, chasserie. Chus- I, I don't know. I'm not Cajun. <laughs> he has a really good turkey injection, and it comes with a little turkey. Oh man, that Creole butter. Yeah, the Creole that's my butter. favorite. Yeah. It is good. Store bought. I got two that. or three of them in there now. Yeah. I'm going to use one next week. And, I uh, love the Creole butter. And you have one that you I've got my own version of the Creole yeah. butter. But you know what? Tony's is easier to use. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I made one just just to figure out how to do it. Yeah. But it's sure easier to go to Kroger and buy a bottle with you get your little free syringe and throw it all away and don't have to worry about it. That's true. And so that's I used the little cheap syringe in the video just to show you could do it. It's really easy. And, yeah, and we I don't mean, have the beady eyes any longer. And I threw that syringe away. <laughs> yeah, and I don't have beady eyes anymore. We Quit have a fee for our personal. Yeah. But that manufacturer stopped making the beady eyes. So getting back to cooking that turkey. It's it, you pretty much cook it the exact same way you do any other smoked turkey. Me, I'm a a little bit hotter and a little bit faster on a turkey because I want the skin right. Turkey to me is all about getting the skin perfect while you get the meat moist and tender. And so I cooked it at 300 on my Memphis wood fire pellet grill, some pecan pellets, seasoned the outside with just some AP and some swine life. You um, lean on swine life for poultry a lot. I like it. I like because it, it has a savoriness. Yeah. I mean, our rub is, is it'd be, it's more of a barbecue style rub, mm-hmm. I would say. And if I did, if I put that on turkey, it's going to, you're going to have a barbecue smoked turkey. Yeah. I didn't want that. I didn't want all that sugar in it. So the swine life, it, it's not as sweet, has some to balance it, but it's mainly to me a savory rub. And it tastes really good on chicken skin or turkey skin or something like that. It's great on ribs and pork and brisket and all that, but it shines on turkey. <laughs> I, I had to call Mark and I told Jamie, I was like, man, have y'all tried this on turkey yet? And they're like, no, we didn't. You know, we didn't uh, have the the recipe worked out till after Thanksgiving last year, and they didn't. Even, so they didn't. They were just, you know, making it and testing, and they so they never did try it on turkey. I said, y'all have got to do that now because it is good. <laughs> it's really good, yeah. Yeah, but it put a beautiful color on it. I mean, it, it got yeah. It, it, it kind of like made a crust almost because the grind their rub is a little bit uh, coarser. It's got a lot more coarser stuff, more you know, more herbs and stuff to That's it. That's why it's called grind. That's why it's the grind. But you could put whatever you want. If you like a Cajun turkey, do some Cajun seasoning. Yeah, you got you your just own. want garlic, salt, and poultry season. Do that. I mean, you could yeah. put, you could do whatever you wanted on it. That's uh, the whole point. Of, you know, make it your own. On that point, and I put a thermometer in it after about an hour. Started watching the internal temperatures. Now, an eighteen to twenty pound bird like that, typically it's going to take it anywhere from six to eight hours to smoke. Now. Cooking it at 300, you speed it up a little bit, but spatchcocking, and you sped it up a lot. I did the whole thing in four hours, and that's normally what a 12-pound turkey takes me to cook when, I, when it's got the cavity, when it's a whole turkey. And it was frigid outside, so oh. I'm sure that slowed it down a little, too. That was cold, man. It was extreme cooking. I don't think it's been that cold in years in Mississippi before <laughs> Thanksgiving. We had snow yesterday. Yeah. They let the schools out because they got, well, I don't know, how much did they get up? Uh, 64th of an inch maybe it was it was, it was almost we enough pretty, it, was, it was real pretty coming down there for about yeah, an hour it was almost enough to cover up like a small ant trail not even a mound <laughs> <laughs> they let the schools out but uh, but yeah so it was all about you know cooking that turkey for it took four hours uh here's what was what i thought was great the instead of spraying it with cooking spray what i normally do when i'm cooking turkeys i'm usually just hitting them with some pam you know 
I melted that butter, threw some poultry herbs in there that I tied up with a little butcher twine to make a bundle, put a couple of cloves of garlics in the pot, got that melted, simmering, just held it on warm on my little hot eye right beside the grill. And every, every you know, after an hour, I just started kind of drizzle basting it. I didn't brush it. I never touched the skin. Glazed it. Butter yeah, glazed it. butter glaze. <laughs> that, that, that sounds better, don't it? Butter glaze. And I did that, I don't know, what, three times maybe? Throughout that whole cook, just every time I thought that it was, you know, I didn't want it to get too dark. I mean, it's going to get that mahogany kind of, you know, starting yeah. to really brown. You oh, want yeah. that. That's what makes the crust. That's what's good. But you don't want it black. Yeah. And you see some smoked turkeys that people turn black. A lot of times it's just it's because, one, they're over-smoking it. Two, they're leaving it exposed, you know, in there too long. You can just cover it up, just tin it. That's su- super simple to do. And then they're using too much sugar in their rubs for, for something like that, so... Back off on those sugars on turkey. Get that you skin did. golden brown. Let you, it get a good crust on the outside. You did have to use full on this turkey. Yeah, when when it started getting when it started you think it burning was up, it was so big. You had it to took longer, yeah, because yeah. and it was cold outside. It was you know, such I'm, a big turkey. It was, was so cold outside. I, I think now I'm gonna spatchcock a smaller turkey and see, like a twelve pounder. I bet I could cook it in less than two hours. I bet I'm. I bet it would be delicious. I'm gonna try. I kind of like the. I gotta cook some more next week anyway. Yeah, I like the outcome of the the smoked turkey you know the spatchcock turkey and you know i've always said that um you know spatchcocking may be more efficient but it isn't as pretty but that bird was real you know you had it all tucked in it was cute yeah so that was pretty much it with the turkey there wasn't nothing to it i mean i cut it up and we uh went to eating on it (laughs) (laughs) michael had to jump in that well actually we were freezing so we kind of had to rush the end yeah it it was incredibly cold it wouldn't have been so bad if the wind hadn't been blowing. I mean, we had a 15 mile an hour north wind, which our where we cook is all we get. We get the 100 percent north wind <laughs> on us. And the wind chill was like 22. I've never been that cold. Coming on back video. from coming back from the beach, it was rough. Yeah. Well, this, I mean, it's there was a point I think I saw you crying. I Cheryl. did. There's a clip I had to cut out where you said, "I can't have whimpering on screen." <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to take it. <laughs> It was so cold. I couldn't feel my hands at the end. Yeah, I was, I, my chin know, was completely numb. Michael, he he had just got home from school, and he come out there, and he wanted to be on the. That was the first time he's ever really wanted to be on the camera much, yeah. and he so he come around. I gave him a bite. I'm like, man, we gotta hurry up. Come on, let's go. Let's <laughs> I, go. I didn't get the, nearly the amount of pictures I wanted to, and I, we kept rushing through everything. I was normally I, we'll. We don't write scripts, so we just kind of sit there and work it out, you know, as we go. As we go. And this time I was like, I don't care. Just do something. Get this turkey cooked. <laughs> just get it cooked. cocked it great. You yeah. smoked it great. <laughs> Cut it up great. Let's take it inside and back it up. <laughs> and I was worried uh, we didn't have enough footage and, and enough pictures, but it yeah. worked. It was actually longer yeah. than I expected it to be. I thought it was going to be a four-minute video. It seemed like it. <laughs> yeah. Because the whole time we'd run in, run out, run in, run out. But I, I mean, it's a great. It was... It was really awesome turkey. Yeah. It, oh, yeah, it was. One side got a little dark, but it tasted, you know, it wasn't what I'd call burnt. I'm going to say, know? you know, One little honestly, corner. this is me being honest. The legs on that turkey were better than the drumstick video. Really? So. Yeah. Because it, you could Wait, not. Wait, you mean the taste of yeah. the legs? When I got them all, when I broke that down, you know, I bagged up the dark meat and bagged up the white meat. Of course, I had it. Sample like okay. that's what I do, and I was I was like, you can't, you couldn't. If it's somebody come in here and they didn't see this carcass and they didn't see these bones, 
I don't think they could say that was turkey meat, the dark meat. Yeah. Because it was too much like ham or, you know, some kind of pork that really had a, a good smoky flavor to it. It was all, you know, it didn't have that dark look like if you roast dark meat turkey in the oven. Or even, even uh, you know, when you get a turkey leg, it still has a dark meat looking texture to yeah. it. That turkey, that uh, big turkey, it was more, it had like a ham-like feel. And there's still some in the fridge. I'm going to have yeah. to go make me a turkey sandwich. Oh, no, we ate some for lunch yesterday. I hadn't uh, made a turkey sandwich yet, though. Yeah, I just kind of made, I just had cold turkey. Yeah. It was delicious. I mean, With some garlic aioli. And we, yeah, I put a little, dipped it in a little garlic aioli. <laughs> um, but when we first pulled it back inside, you know, and you would cut it up, the skin was really crispy, and it was really good it stayed when you slice that breast those little slices of skin stayed around it stayed around it and you know that's kind of hard to do i'm gonna tell you what i jumped on one of the wings <laughs> how was it <laughs> it was good because it had all that flavor on it i seasoned up that armpit of that turkey good over that grind <laughs> <laughs> i worked on that yeah just i'm talking about the drumette I, I think the the actual wing drums are still in there but the flapper i I went ahead and ate them. And, you know, we didn't rest that turkey. We preach resting. We preach resting. You couldn't rest it. It would have froze. <laughs> we couldn't. If, I don't know if you could tell in the video, but the steam was just rolling off of it. <laughs> Juice it was... wasn't running. It was coagulating right there. <laughs> the butter, when I took it off the little warming iron and set it to the side, it all, in a matter of minutes, it just, you know, I drizzled a little over that sliced turkey, then it all went back hard. It was that cold. <laughs> That's why I don't do videos in the winter. Yes. Because... <laughs> It's it's supposed to be that predict, cold. Yeah. We need um, to have like a West Coast studio for how to barbecue. Right? Like we fly we fly to San Diego or somewhere where it's nice and pleasant and I do like some. The way think. Or the Bahamas. We yeah. could do it from the Bahamas. Just throwing that out there. Um, but we didn't let it rest too much at all, like five ten minutes. And you should. Yeah, you should. It was still packed with juice. It was still really juicy. Even when I pulled it out of the bag yesterday, it was. Not a dry turkey. You know how, like, after Thanksgiving, the old turkeys you used, your mom used to cook or whatever, yeah. they all dry? Mm-mm. No, I bet you could still get a piece out of that bag and still yeah. add some moisture to it. Um, anything you'd do different? No. Oh, I did think of this, though. It would have been cool. You know how Lambert did the little uh, herb bed? Oh, yeah, with his chicken. Yeah, you could do that for that spatchcock turkey, too. I like that idea. And it would be good. Yes. Just give it a, a nest of herbs. And then you could do like herb de Provence it. or whatever on the Yeah, on the skin the to skin. give you some more texture. Now, that would be good, too. Yeah. Do Chop AP. all that. Yeah, AP and the... And, you know, herbs on top. Yeah. Did I, I say like that? that. Right? I, don't, I don't know. How, I'm not But it would, it would be a very herby, buttery... It would be good. Yes. With the butter drizzled on it. Very French. Yeah. I had another question about... I'm saving my turkey drippings for gravy. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so last week we went to the World Food Championship. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, we we've never been before. We didn't really know what to expect. So back in we know uh, we've had a bunch of buddies been going for the past few years, and every year we kind of seen it. It's always in you know late fall like this, so it's time for us to start winding down for the year. Mm-hmm. And then, so we just never we quit booking contests at this time of year. But last year, we decided we want to try to go because it looked like it was in so the much spring, fun. Yeah. And it was in Gulf Shores or Orange Beach, Alabama, which is right down there on the Alabama Florida coastline. It's what a seven hour drive for us, six hours? Yeah, six and a half, seven hours, I think we did it in. Not bad at all. Yeah. And we got, I mean, at this time of year, it's off season for them. So all, everything like the condos are a fourth of the price they are peak season. 
and then all the restaurants are empty. There's no lines. You don't have to have any reservations. You can go anywhere you want. I mean. Because we, we used to go there for vacations in the summer, yeah. but we stopped because it was so crowded. I get tired of two-hour waits everywhere yeah. just to go get a burger somewhere. I mean, that's that makes me not want to be there. Well, this time of year, if you if it, here's a tip, travel tip. Anybody want to go to Gulf Shores, go in like September, early November. Because it is the perfect. Hurricane season's over. The weather's still beautiful. It was eight. The first day we got down there, it was like 86, sunny, people on the beach. There's people in the ocean. I didn't get in the ocean, but I walked down to the pool bar and hung out a while in the box. <laughs> <laughs> but so we went, you know, we signed up for the World Foods, and yeah, it's, it's just, you know, we did the steak division. We never had plans to do good there. Well, I went and said, I'm just going to throw a regular steak at them. If I do good, fine. If it, if I don't, I'm going back to the condo. I'm going to have me a good time, go eat some seafood. And we were going to come back early. Yeah, and we were going to come back early. And we had a play to attend. Michael played Captain <laughs> Hook in a play. And we, man, I hate we missed that. Are we bad? I don't know. We bought man. the DVD. We can at least watch that. But well, my mom, shout out mom and dad. Thank y'all for taking him. Yeah. If y'all don't have to listen to my podcast. <laughs> but thank y'all so much <laughs> once again. what a podcast is. <laughs> you do what? <laughs> podcast. <laughs> they probably think we're hanging out there by the lake out back. <laughs> y'all know how to do this pond? <laughs> but uh, we had every intention of coming back Friday Friday morning. night. We yeah. were going to leave. I cooked Thursday. I was the only one of our group cooking on Thursday. Everybody else drew Friday, so we were going to, you know, show up out there and tell them we got to get back home. That was the plan. We know that. We told them, you know, you know, condo's there. Y'all stay as long as you'd like till it's time to check out, but we got to leave. And so we got there Tuesday. We did our thing Tuesday, Wednesday. Went and cooked the steak. Got out there. Perfect day. Sun was shining. It was a really nice day. Got two beautiful steaks. I turned mine in, cooked my AP How'd hot rub steak. Hot PK grill, hot rub, we, AP rub, hot rub, two minutes, two minutes, two minutes, two minutes, turn it in. Have you ever brought so little to a steak contest? No. <laughs> I brought half a tote for me and Waylon because I was responsible for bringing his stuff. One grill. I didn't even bring two grills. I just brought one grill. I said, he well, he just had yeah, yeah, actually, I brought his grill. I cooked on his grill. That was his PK with his little raised rack and all that. I didn't even use that. I just put that to the side. I don't need. Why would I need a raised rack? So you, <laughs> did you trim it all? Barely trim because you didn't have to. Now we had some good steaks. steaks and they were. I think they were just Black Angus Choice um, from Sam's Club or Walmart, one of the two. But they were nice steaks, pretty thick. And I just left them sitting out after I got them seasoned up and cooked them and turned them in and. They started calling out, and they got the fifth, which is where you had to make it to cook on the final round. Yeah, top five. And they popped my ticket. And I was like, holy smokes, there goes my plans. That I, was the most disappointed I've ever been. For getting a call on the top ten. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not that I didn't want to cook. I just, we never, this is the World Food Championships. You know, I, I mean, I didn't have any, I didn't bring the first knife to cook. I brought yeah. one knife between me and Wade and it was a little knife, a utility knife that we used just for skinning the outside of a steak. I didn't even have a chef's knife. I didn't have nothing that I needed to cook that final round because when you cook the final round at the World Foods, they You're throw you in the kitchen stadium. You're yeah. making an entree. You had to cook a whole complete entree and not only one, you had to do 10 servings of it. So 10 mini, 10 samples. Yeah. Things. One one big display plate and ten sample servings. And so we there we the was. We didn't nothing. have nothing. I don't even think I had enough aluminum for. We didn't have enough gloves. But that's okay. But, we went into work. And so, we but the great thing work. was, 
So I knew on Thursday that I was going to have to stay. There's no doubt about it. I've done, you know, lucked up, stumbled into the final round. Yeah. I've said, was, somebody said, you look kind of disappointed. I was like, well, I am, but now it's time to go to work. Yeah. It, so now we, it's time to win. So we doing what we do. We said, we got to go to mission. We got to go get all this stuff. We went and made lists. We made our plans. Everybody else had to go cook on Friday. So we had a one day advantage we of did. gathering our stuff. As soon as we hit the floor. The thir- other guys that cooked on Thursday had that advantage too. But yeah, that's right. Yeah. But they probably came with a plan. We didn't Barbecue even have guys a plan. didn't yeah. even have one day. Yeah, I couldn't imagine that. That yeah. would be terrible, wouldn't it? But at least we we had time to go out and find some stuff. So we sat down and made us a plan of what we needed. Went out and bought dishes to do all our serving with. We had to buy garnish. We had to buy pots. We had to buy pants. They supplied the We had to buy food. That's all they gave us. Everything else, you know, they gave us. And we we didn't steal. We borrowed all the pans and pots and knives that we could possibly get from the condo. (laughs) We still had to buy a few things. We brought them all back with some extras. Yeah. (laughs) They actually actually ended up with more. Yeah. But got, we did. We got a potato you know, The first thing we did was we had to figure out what we were going to do. So that's where I came in. And I was like, well, you know, I know I can cook a steak. I'm not doing anything crazy. This is, you know, eat rules now. It's not SCA rules. Mm-hmm. It's based on execution, on appearance of what you turn in, the one show plate. And then it's based on taste of your 10 little plates that all those judges are getting. And executing, you have to come up with a recipe that's going to showcase the main ingredient, which was being steak. And so... I decided that we were just going to do a simple, simple ribeye steak, something we do all the time, a ribeye steak, just like we do an SCA contest. But then we were going to pair it. Well, you didn't have a choice about that. They get, they told they you gave you steak. Now, you could have, you could have ground it up and turned it into a hamburger, oh, yeah. or you could have turned it into tacos. Whatever you want to do with it. I wanted to do a steak, so I was thinking steak dinner, and um, so I come up with uh, the royal. <laughs> <laughs> So I came up with the Royal Red Ribeye. That's what I called it. And Royal Red's been my favorite shrimp when I'm down there on the coast. When they're in season, they are amazing. And they just happened to have them at the seafood market. And then I also did a red wine mushroom reduction sauce. So I headed to that Royal Red Ribeye. And we paired it with some creamy uh, Yukon Gold Gruyere potatoes. And some seasoned and grilled asparagus. Roasted asparagus. Yeah, and it was simple. Yeah. It was it was a simple dish. It did take some execution, and that's where it comes in. You have to write out a description. You have to give them basically a recipe with a description on what you're going to do, and they judge you on how well you do that. And if you miss one element, if I would have missed the asparagus, it would have killed me. If I would have messed the potatoes up, it would have killed me. And so pretty much have to have a team to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it takes minimum two people because you both got to walk these two big platters of everything decorated up and sit it down at the same time. I didn't know that. You can't just walk up, sit one down, and then somebody come up and sit the other one down. Um, it has to be done simultaneously. And so we assembled a team. Um, we, me and you did all the gathering, the recipe planning, getting all of our stuff while the other guys cooked. And that was uh, Jay, Jay Durbin from uh, Tennessee Mojo. Waylon, my brother, was there cooking. Mark and Emily Williams was there cooking. They were all cooking on Friday trying to qualify. Well, out of them, Waylon ended up finishing fourth in the top ten. So, all of a sudden, he made it. <laughs> now, you got me and Waylon brothers in the top ten. And, and Emily, that was crazy. Emily got eighth place. Was it eighth? Seventh, I think. Seventh. So, she got to cook in a whole nother challenge, yeah. the Beefer Challenge. On Saturday. Which was like this little sponsored event by this new grill. I got lucky enough to bring one of those home. 
I'm excited to cook on that thing. We'll talk. I got the beef around the list yeah. to talk about. But, but Russell uh, Wright, Wright made it. He uh, got right first on cue. Place. His first first For, place. First place. Was he Friday or Saturday? He, he was Thursday. No, he was Friday. Friday. And, you know, Russell crazy. came out there and hung out with me on Thursday. He kind of helped me a little bit standing there watching, and you know he was oh, he know. was there for support. Saw exactly what I did. Come around, <laughs> won first place on Friday. There you go. Watching him have a barbecue, right, guys? It works out. Well, I did the same thing too. He asked me what I did. I said, "This is what I did." He got popped, so that was good. Yeah. Um, Kendall Adair made it, smoked and spice. He mm-hmm. made top ten. Eric Hodson, B and O, made top ten. Johnny Joseph, the Godfather, made top ten. Ty. Uh, Ty Machado cooking with T B and B. Joey's son, 16 years old, makes the time. He won the flight he I was won in. The first. Yeah, he won he the first the day, first. the Thursday. So we had the pretty much Team B&B had the first day set yeah. up. There was one other guy in there. And I th- is he the one that won the whole thing? I think so. I think so. Robert yeah. Mansfield. Mansfield. Yeah, I think Robert. I don't think he's a Team B&Bigger. But um, he's a good cook. I know that because his dish looked good. But so after everything settled, we uh, – you you were in the final round. Waylon was in the final round, and we had um, Mark and Emily from Swine Life, and Jay and Jamie from Tennessee Mojo, and we pretty much flipped a coin to see who would you know. They volunteered to help us out any way they could, and we flipped a coin, and um, Mark ended up on Waylon's team. Mark and Emily ended up on Waylon's team. And Jay and Jamie ended up on our team. Yep, and it worked out. Man. It did. It worked out. It was it was awesome. I'm glad it worked out that way. You know. And the great thing was we had a day that Saturday, whole day Saturday, to practice because we, you know, luckily we had you know, rented a condo and it had a big enough kitchen yeah, and a little grill luckily. outside that was, um, you know, enough space for us to practice on. Yeah, I'm really uh, grateful that we ended up like that where we could practice, you know. Yeah, well, see, I didn't know. You had to use their grills in the kitchen arena. And they had these bull propane grills. They had a full range. Um, and that's that's what you had to cook on. You couldn't bring a PK grill in there. And so in our condo on the balcony, there was a gas grill. And I said, well, we're going to bring our grill grates up, get them on that gas grill. And I, I cook on gas grills all the time. I knew this is this is going to work. This yeah. plays into our advantage. And so I, me and you and, and Jay and Jamie did a full run through. We set the clock. We did everything. If there was something we were missing, we wrote it down if we needed to run to the store. And we were. We got up the next morning and was running back to the store. But the dish came together. Mm-hmm. And I was like. And we got to work on our plating, which is pretty. Because yeah. I think, you know, and we made a few little tweaks to a few little elements, you know. But us, me and you making um, mashed potato, asparagus, red wine reduction, and steak. This is what we do all the time. Every week. <laughs> that was our plan. Keep it simple. Yeah. Do something we know. Do something we can execute really well. And just do it to the best of our ability. So next year at World Foods, we just need to pick out another one of our meals and run it. <laughs> Yeah, well, I figure we'll practice a lot. That was a cool thing. Um, if you if you finished, if you made the final round, cooked in the top ten, you automatically get to go next year. So we're automatic. You know, we're in any category you want. We can pick and choose. We can go dessert. We can go chili. We can go burgers. And go back to steak. I don't know. Yeah. So Sunday morning, we got up. We got the last few little things. We bought some fresh shrimp. Maybe grab some chives, or I don't even remember what it was. It was I think we got some kale and some spinach <laughs> yeah. and anything we, we could think of. Yeah, but more butter. <laughs> I, brought, I brought like four pounds of butter. Well, we were butter, butter poaching yeah, and butter. making mashed yeah. potatoes. Yeah, you needed a lot of butter for that. So if I'm we'll, cooking, I got butter. Yeah. Real um, butter. <laughs> we even bought a wagon to haul the stuff. Because, yeah. like, you have to park your car... Load the car up with everything you need. Load your little wagon up with everything you need and haul it into Kitchen Stadium. Mm-hmm. 
And so they give you one, your little space. It's kind of like Iron it's Smaller than this podcast closet <laughs> yes. we're sitting in. It was. It's pretty much two uh, six by six tables. Six in, I mean, six foot tables. With two enough room for you tables. to barely stand behind it. Yeah. yeah. With the grill, the um, range, and another, a microwave. Yeah, it did have a microwave and a, a big mixer for some reason. Yeah. Didn't have a blender, though, did it? I think they yeah. had one you could tell them you wanted to borrow or something. Okay. Like a pantry? Yeah. Yeah. But we brought everything. Yeah. Wagon load of stuff. Even water. They didn't even have water. You had to bring your own water. If you wanted to boil potatoes, you better bring the water. And we did. Mm-hmm. And we rocked it. <laughs> we didn't that know what to expect. That was the biggest thing. It was like, the pet, like you said, it's you see on Food Network, you see these chefs. It, it was kind of like an Iron Chef where they feature one ingredient and then it's up to you to create one dish, one ingredient. Yeah, one yeah. dish. Yeah. And you got your team. And you got an hour and a half to do it. You, they only allow you to have the head cook and two, I guess, assistants in the area at one time. You have as and many you as can you want. tag in and out, but you can only have the head cook and the two assistants. So in um, there working yeah. in the kitchen arena, yeah. Yeah, and so um, <clears throat> me and you and Jay did most of the cooking, and then I tagged Jamie out and she did the plating yeah and then jay tagged back out and you came back in and finished the for some plating. reason me and you ended up running the platters which <laughs> i'm knew. never the runner <laughs> and everybody's hollering at me run 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 and i got this platter with all the tin dishes on it and i'm trying to here i go running i'm sure it looked <laughs> it looked crazy and everybody says stop running stop running you got time i mean yeah and jay said he was around sweating. us they were freaking out a little too much because i know it was 30 seconds but in competition when you're used to the clock yeah when you're used to the clock 30 seconds is plenty of time we could have made it back out to the truck in yes. 30 seconds it's like we know how far we got to go yeah. to beat the clock you know i got that that's 20 yards i got this tell me when it's five yeah, tell, tell me, me to run when it's seconds. five yeah. <laughs> but we've never done a competition like that and it was some of the it was the most fun it was i loved it yeah I, I mean that's what we said it's rare when you come out of a big contest or something you've been there that many days and you're ready to do it again mm-hmm. we were like man we're coming back this is exciting <laughs> you know yes love this style it was it was so much fun i like it better than it's kind of got that feeling of old competition barbecue yeah. you know, well, you know the, the one way thing used to feel i didn't the only thing i can say i didn't like about it when it comes to cooking in that kitchen arena, it's a team effort. It's not solo. And so they only, at the end, they only brought us up like the head chef. Yeah. Well, I couldn't have done that. Man, there's no, I, I'll be the first one to say I could not have done all that without y'all. Yeah. There's no way. So I felt like, man, you got to give the team a shout out there. Because, I mean, a lot of those guys, they were pulling in people from other teams. I mean, it was like we did. We pulled in from other teams. Yeah. I mean, you got chefs helping chefs. And it's a... I mean, it's not like it, you know they give one person that solo credit, but it's it's a total it's a total team effort in there. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I want to do it again. I can't wait. Oh yeah, you know I heard they're gonna move it to Dallas next year. So I'll go to Dallas. We're going. Oh, we're going. It's going. It's <laughs> on. World Foods on. I kind of know. I kind of feel like I have an idea now, and I have a clear vision. You know, like you're gonna come up with the recipe. I'm going to help put gonna together the plan. It. We're going to... Plate it out, practice it out, go in there knowing what we need to bring. So if you... Um, we came in second when it was all said and done. All said and yeah. done, believe it or Waylon not. Waylon came in third. Which was crazy too. Yeah. Me and Waylon, when they started calling out the name... It started 10th. And we were like, we were just hoping, let's don't be 9th and 10th. Please don't be 9th and 10th. You know you're tenth. there. You know, yeah, we're you know. we're in top 10. Yeah. Please don't be 9th and 10th. And they started calling and it got closer. And it got, it got down to five, and they still hadn't called me and Waylon. I was like, oh, man. 
what are we going to do? Because we're sitting there beside each other. I think we're both shaking. And then they call, you know, fourth, and they still ain't called us. And they take the top three, and they move you up. And so it's me and Waylon up there, and we hugged up on each other, just, and Robert standing there. And they start calling when they call Waylon third, which was great. I mean, yeah. he was ecstatic to be up there third. And they called me second. I was ecstatic to be up there second. I mean, it was... For our first go, man, it was, it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. I said, um, as long as I, I'd be really happy for top five, is what I said, going into the, you know. Knowing awards. after we made it. What would you have said going? What would the odds have been of us even making the top ten? I mean. Well, you were talking about, like, driving down there? Yeah. The last Tuesday? I you would have said, said, no way. Please, no. Yeah, there's no I way. I would have said, oh, I don't. Not I, there's I, no I, way. I was disappointed that we were staying to cook it. Yeah. And then. Now I'm so glad that we stayed together. And did it, yeah. I, I mean, once the disappointed faded by sat, you know, Friday morning, I was like, "Well, let's do it. Yeah. We're here. We're going to try to win it. We're going to try to win it." So yeah, we did kind of switch attitudes. But uh, going the vacation into, was over at yeah. that point. Our vacation was over on Thursday after we turned in. Going to the awards, <clears throat> I said I was. I'd be happy with. You know, top five. I'd be ecstatic with top five. But when it got closer to time, I really wanted that first place. <laughs> when they started calling it down and it getting lower and lower. Point two. Point two. That's how close it was. Point two. Congratulations to Robert Mansfield. Yeah, he, that was an awesome job, was a man. But we had a blast, and that was World Foods. And if you anybody's never been to that, man, you need to go check it out. It was fun. We had, you know, we walked around. Man, you got to walk around a little bit. Um, they had that. What was it? Taste of. Sam's or Walmart taste or just a tasting. It was tent. like a tasting tent. That's what yeah. it was. You could go in and they had all these different things paired, different types of foods paired. I think you could get most of them at Walmart. They had them fixed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had innovation tent, which was new barbecue products coming or not food, food products, yeah, not necessarily barbecue. Product. I did see a lot of barbecue stuff though, mm-hmm. rubs and sauces and and different. Uh, they had the duck butters. Yeah, butters. Sauce, yeah, you said sauces. Sausages. <laughs> what else would we see? Bacon. I mean, there was all kinds of cool stuff. Um, stuff that, that I like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious foods. And there was uh, even more that we didn't get to do because we were so busy. And a week flew by. Yeah, it really did. Um, so Emily made the beefer challenge. Tell me what a beefer is. A, a beefer is... If you've ever seen like a salamander top grill in a restaurant where the heating elements in the top, a lot of times they use them to melt cheese or to cook something on real hot, real fast. That's what it is. It's high intense heat, 1500 degrees. It's a 1500 degree broiler and it's like a little box. It looks um, similar, I guess, would you say a giant toaster or what would yeah, you compare I'd it to? Yeah, I'd say a giant toaster. Yeah, a pretty good sized to- tabletop yeah. toaster. Is what it looks like, and it's got these little racks. You know, you put your one steak at a time. I think they have a big model, but the one that they cooked on was like an individual model. And you just slide your steak in there underneath that broiler, let it go about a minute, take it out, flip it over, let it go a minute, and man, it cooks an awesome steak. Yeah, it does. You can't, but see the bad thing, not the bad thing. You have to learn how to cook on it. You can't just go season it up with how to barbecue right or killer hogs rub. It'll burn the mess out of it. Yeah. Uh, you got to use salts, really, something that doesn't burn and what they mainly use. But I brought one home and I'm going to see how, I'm going to see what all I can get away with on it. <laughs> I'm actually putting beefer to the challenge myself. You had an idea. What stuff. was your idea? What can Malcolm beefer? Yeah. What can, what can Malcolm beefer? <laughs> so I think you could do fish in it. I've seen, you know, in the contest, Emily, they did uh, like a butter scallop. Yeah. Um, 
Ants Somebody did vegetable. They did, vegetables. Yeah, like kebabs. I mean, you, I, I, you just have to understand that it, it's cooking at 15 degree, 100 degrees up top. I think you have to play with the different shelf levels and, and learn to cook some stuff on that. Uh, it, it came, the one I got came with a pizza stone, and they say pizzas are fantastic on it. It's got a little burger attachment where you can cook a, a slide of burger in there uh, on a little special uh, plate. It's like a, a rack, but it only has like a little place big enough in the middle to hold a burger patty. I want to try that. I'm ready to get my beef on. <laughs> Your beef The beef They say it like... Da Bifa. Da Bifa. Yeah. It's a German company, so yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually was looking at one. You know, Emily was entering that Beefer challenge, and she was doing scallops. And they were talking about how to do scallops on the Beefer, the best way to do scallops on the Beefer. And they had a cookbook sitting there, and I started flipping through. I was like, oh, is there scallops in here? And they said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I started looking. It's all in German. The <laughs> whole cookbook's in German. I was like, well, this isn't going to help us. You can see a picture. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need but, a translator. Um, we need a translator. Got, Emily got second place. Yeah, in, in the, the beaver challenge. challenge, which was awesome. Yes, her she won two hundred really bucks, yeah. and I bet you that she they end up working a beaver deal too. Yeah, because they her and Mark they did a great job. Their dish was awesome. Shout out Chuck Edwards. He he won that one that she was in, and his dish man he did a ribeye steak too, topped he? with uh, crawfish, and he did scallops, and I think he had some veggies on there too. So. They were, them folks were, they were coming up with some ideas for the beefer challenge. Yeah. Um, and that was just one, another little side cat yeah. that they did. They had all they kinds had, of stuff like that going on. They did a lot of stuff. Like if you were in the top 10, you could move on to this round. Even yeah. if you, or if you were in the top 20, you didn't make the final round. You moved on to, you know. A special challenge yeah. to see if you could do stuff. I, I mean, this Which is so new to new us. prizes and it was exciting. You're there for five days anyway. Might as well, you know. Do some interesting new challenges. Bo Jackson was there. He gave out the award <laughs> for the bird. He Bo acted Jackson like Bird. He was not interested in hanging out with us or, you know, the barbecue or yeah. the food people too much. He limited his time, I felt like. <laughs> um, huge thank you to Jay and Jamie from Tennessee Mojo for all their help. Man, I couldn't have done it without them. Yes. Mark and Emily Wayland could have done it without yes. them. Yes. Yes. I also want to thank Brian and Whitney. Um, they brought some Yeah, some dots for us to yeah. use. Yeah, there was some We lo- met them for the first time. What's his Instagram handle? Son of a butcher, I think. Yeah, that's it. That's it. But um They're from down in Mobile. Yeah, so and they that, were close they were to close, home. close, so they come over and hung out. We met them first time. You know, you see people on Instagram all the time, but you don't really know who they are because you just see a, a handle or some pictures. But Yeah, they, <clears> they were nice enough to Bring us some equipment. Yeah, whatever we needed. He's like, man, I got you. Let me know. I said, all right. This is what we need. We were unprepared. <laughs> it was um, all hands on deck. Yeah. We had some good seafood. We did. You can't go to Gulf Shores or Orange Beach without going to a few restaurants there. The Cosmos, Cobalt, uh, that new place, Luna's. Luna's is really good. My favorite, the Gulf Shores Steamer. <laughs> yes. Man. I tried to drink them out of beer one day. <laughs> I was going to say, we had too good a time one day. It's just this big, giant platter of steamed shellfish, crabs, oysters, and butter. roll bread shrimp, mussels, corn, potatoes, and make your own little cocktail sauce because they bring you some good horseradish and you just mix it up there with the hot sauce and ketchup and lemon. And, they did a steamed uh, oyster that was pretty horrible. Raw oysters <laughs> were on point. But the raw oysters were on point. If you go, go get just the Royal Reds and the crab legs. That's what we did. There were snow crab legs and Royal Reds. 
And Roy and a dozen Roy oysters, two dozen oysters, how many dozen oysters you can eat. Yeah. Two or three pitchers of beer. But um four or five pitchers of beer. I was actually thinking about are there any more contests like that? Or is it just the world fades in? I don't know. Like that's that? a, you know, that's different styles of cooking mm-hmm. than what we do. I've just been a barbecue guy. Yeah. We got into the steaks and now we found this world foods. There's all kinds of Food competitions. Oh yeah, there's. I mean, there's all kinds like chili no contests and all that. Yeah, I always knew about that. But. Bake offs. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But that kitchen stadium style. Yeah. Where you're under the clock and I need you know, to. You've I, got we, a dish we really and, need to investigate it more. Yeah, I would love to do it again. I can't wait to do it again. I think there was so much to it that that we didn't know about. Yeah. You know, it felt like we were on the outside. I mean, we were newcomers. You yeah. Know? But now I'm ready. You're a veteran now. You've done it. <laughs> That's the most important part about that. Now, we didn't know. We didn't know what to expect. I should have, I don't know, asked some more people to do it. <laughs> I, we, 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 didn't didn't know. Yeah, we didn't know. We didn't know to ask. We yeah. were planning on coming back Friday. Yeah, that was, that was just, all I went for was vacation in one second <laughs> yeah. in the world. Went for vacation one second in the world. So that's dumb luck. Um, so this week, I thought we'd talk about preparing for turkeys. Last week, we talked, or last podcast we talked a little bit about turkeys and the questions that we get about turkeys but uh i thought i actually saw a picture that i think it was hay grill hay posted and it was like if you were cooking this size bird put your turkey bite and put it in the fridge to thaw yeah that was great that graphic was great it was and it's true and i don't even know if it gives you enough time really it depends on i think one thing it's to say depends yeah at least because it depends on how often you go in that refrigerator too that's what I found out with the, you know, we keep, I put that turkey in last Monday and it was an 18 pounder and it took it all the way to Tuesday and it was still icy. I mean, that was eight days and we didn't open it though. We were gone the whole time. So if you got it in a fridge, that's not going to get open. You better give yourself some more time. That's also your meat slash beer fridge and you keep it a touch colder than average. 32.5. What do you keep an average refrigerator <laughs> at? I don't know, 40, oh. 30, 38, 30, 42. Okay. So it's not that Below 40, right? I don't know. It's a super cold refrigerator. It's, yeah. it's just above freezing. And but um, I like slow thawing it. I think that made that turkey that much better because I'll it was such a big, I mean, it's a big frozen mass. And letting it go slowly thaw out, it's just your best option. It's going to be. Did you put anything around that turkey? Like, did you put it in a garbage bag or anything nope. like catch the. <laughs> <laughs> did it make a lot of juice as nope. it thawed i didn't see any okay <laughs> are you sure about that do i need to clean that fridge probably <laughs> i fixed it put a whole deer in it <laughs> just wait all right i'm going to get me some ducks tomorrow and i'm going to get me some deer when i get back so Cajun style. buying your turkey Buying your turkey. So. <laughs> you keep, you're thinking about killing things. Oh, yeah, man. You saw it in twinkling my eye, didn't you? But, yeah, so the first thing you got to do is source that turkey. Where are you going to get it? Make a plan. I mean, there's... You get the right size. You know, there's all kinds of brands of turkeys out there. I don't get hung up on them. I mean, what's Is there any one that you like any more than the other? I would say Butterball is probably the most popular. Yeah. Um, I honestly buy a lot of the ones that Kroger puts on sale for whatever, 19 cents, 29 cents. Those are usually Riversides or Honeysuckles or something like that. Honeysuckles, they have their own store brand. Like they'll relabel, and it's not like there's a thousand different people growing. You know, making all this one. There's a few packers, and they're just packing them under different labels. 
it's just like you know meat i mean most of it's repackaged something so, so i don't think it gets that that makes that much of a difference a cheap turkey smokes up just as good as a butterball yeah. i mean and choosing the size of your turkey really depends on who you're feeding you kind of kind of make a plan about that i so, say for how many people so if you got six to eight people a 12 to 14 pound bird's perfect yeah if you need more than that cook another one or do a bone-in turkey breast to go with it to stretch it a little bit further. But I, I don't really, unless you're going to do the spatchcock method like we did this for that video, I would stay away from those big birds. Yeah. I mean, to me, the larger animals don't taste as good. I like young, tender animals. Is that bad? <laughs> no. I mean, does it make sense, though? No, you, think yeah. about, you think about veal. You think about, you know, Cornish hens. All, all those taste good. Yeah. And Suckling the- pig. <laughs> I mean, so. And, I mean, they cook it more, even. Yeah. It does cook more even. It cooks faster. So it cooks more even. I yeah. would, if I'm, for my turkey next week, you need to have it bought today or tomorrow. Yeah. And, and put it in the fridge. fridge and let it slowly thaw. If you're cooking it on Thursday. You need Keep, to go ahead and get it and get it slow thawed out. Give yourself that you time. It? Stick it in the, just put it in the refrigerator. That's it? Not put a, it in a bowl, preferably? If you're, yeah, if your wife uses that fridge a lot, <laughs> go ahead and try to put it in some kind of bowl or container in case some moisture comes off of it. You don't want to contaminate everything. Yeah. I probably should have done that, but I just... Could you put it in a garbage bag? You could. You could. Yeah. You could put and it in or a big Ziploc bag. Yeah, you could do that. Pot. Yeah. Well, I mean, but- there's been times, you know, where, where I've had to do multiple turkeys and stuff, and I've had to speed thaw them. I hate doing it. I mean, it's, it's always best to do the refrigerator thaw. Yes. Anything you're thawing. But you what- can put them in a cooler, put some water in there, and let them speed up, you know, outside in your garage or something. You can let them... Uh- slow thaw in a cooler with ice yeah you could do that they're, yeah. they're eventually going to thaw out that way but the the easiest way is just you know put them on a sheet pan or some kind of shallow container stick it in the fridge and forget about it yeah let it thaw out can you brine and thaw at the same time i've done it before i don't like to i like to start with a fresh with the thaw a thawed out bird what if you've had it thawing for three days and it's still, go ahead and brine it. yeah you yeah. can do that you can go ahead and get your brine ready just have it soak in 24 hours in that and it's Where not it's gonna not hurt it compl- Completely thawed. But it's, it's icy. I mean. It's getting there. As long as. I like to be able to go ahead and get the neck out and get that bag of giblets yeah, out. Yeah. If as long as I that, can get that out, there's, there's going to always be a big ice ball in there. I wouldn't get so caught up in trying to dig all that out. If it, you know, don't try to break the wings trying to pull them apart and separate the legs. Because you can. Yeah. When it's froze like yeah. that, you'll think, oh, I can pull it apart. And all of a sudden, you just messed your turkey up. <laughs> or you tore the skin real bad. It's yeah. really easy to do. You just, just, just be... Be thinking that you're going to slow thaw it. Have, do you remember that time we uh, had to thaw like 30 turkeys? That was 90 turkeys. <laughs> they were all stacked up in the garage and we had to get them all thawed. We were very, very lucky that we could. It was, it was cold. so cold outside. Our garage was basically a refrigerator. Yeah. And we had it and we would just rotate them in and out. We're, if, if it would have been too warm or too cold that been, year, I don't know what it, we would have done. Cooler them all. That's when we decided we don't want to do turkey Thanksgivings yeah. or turkey uh, fundraisers. Any yeah, longer. turkeys are no fun. Because they take so long come. to thaw them out. Can you get a fresh turkey? Is that a thing? You can, but man, they're expensive. Really? I can't. I mean, heck, of, you know, you can right now you can find turkeys for around thirty, forty cents a pound. Sometimes seventy nine cents. Still a good buy. You get up to the fresh thawed turkeys. Oh, they're charging you two fifty. You know, two seventy nine, two eighty nine, three dollars wow, a pound. Really, just for thaw? Yeah, I don't know why. I guarantee you that turkey was probably froze at some point. Yeah. They just thawed it during transport when they got it to the store. Yeah. 
Most of them, I don't think it comes. It's just like any chicken. That that chicken that looks fresh in the counter, it's been fresh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least once. Yeah, right? at least once. Yeah. So now that you've got your turkey, it's thawed. What about the rest of the meal? You know how we're going to cook the turkey, right? Everybody's smoking it. <laughs> don't worry about doing it in the oven. Don't leave, that, leave that dangerous oil alone. No, there's nothing wrong with fried turkey. But I'm smoking mine. Yeah. So we're doing ham we're, on there too. You gotta do ham. Yeah. Do the, <laughs> let's start the rest of the meal. Let's start with the ham. Okay. <laughs> to me, it's turkey and ham, not turkey or ham. Yeah. It's turkey and ham. And I'm, you know, I do the easy ones. I do the spiral sliced. Um, you can get them at any grocery store. They come with a little net thing around them. You know, cut them out of the bag. Throw that packet of glaze away. Make you up a little sugary mixture. Uh, I don't even use barbecue rub. I just like to use some turbinado sugar. And you have a mix. really have great a, It's recipe. like a little glaze you put on yeah. the outside of it. Put that on there. And it's it a honey baked. About, if you want it, search for Malcolm's honey baked ham recipe. Smoked honey baked ham. Yeah. Not, is, do I call it a honey smoked ham? Probably. Honey smoked ham. That's, That's been so long it. ago since I did that. That's it though. I know. It's my take on expensive honey baked ham. Have you ever looked at the prices of those things lately? They are expensive. I Man, you can the go catalog get a, last week. You can get a ham for eighteen bucks at Kroger or Walmart. <laughs> mix you up the stuff and put it on the smoker, and it's, and it's gonna better. Be better. Yeah. So we got the ham covered because you okay. have a turkey ham. Now we're coming to my favorite part of the meal: the sides. What else? Okay, Shell. Well, if, your mom's doing dressing this year. This What's is your mom. We're gonna talk about what says. we're having. Yeah, we'll talk about what we're having. Well, you gotta have you gotta have chicken dressing. And it's not turkey and dressing. We have turkey. It's not stuffing either. It's, no. What is that? We do dressing. That's what in goes the in a daggum pillow or a, <laughs> a, a kid's toy. Stuffing. We have dressing in the salad. It's cornbread dressing, and it's not. It's not some kind of bread they've turned croutons into. It's nothing the stove top stuff. Some people use Some people use oysters. This is real deal, southern style cornbread chicken dressing. And the reason why we have the chicken with it is because you got to have chicken stock to make the dressing. That's what moistens the cornbread up and turns it into the dressing. Well, you got to boil the chicken to get the chicken stock, and you used to use the parts from the chicken that you boiled to go in there to flavor it. When your mom does her giblet gravely, does she use chicken or does she use the turkey giblets? No, she don't make. She don't use giblets. She, my mom's real. She don't like to put those bits and pieces in stuff. Okay. So in her chicken and dressing, it's going to be. Maybe some dark meat, but it's all—it's it's mainly going to be breast, yeah. chicken white breast, meat. or you know. And then with her gravies, it's the same way. She's using white meats. She makes she makes really good chicken stock. That's the base. That's where you're getting the flavor from. So she doesn't make giblet gravy. No, we call it giblet gravy. Why do you? Okay, so because my dad. Well, because my dad don't like the giblets. Okay. So and I don't like. I mean, personally, I don't like them either. Why do I want to eat organ meat? I mean, I'm not a big fan of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm anyway, her dressing. Wingman too. Her dressing and um, gravy is really good. Really good. That's you got to have chicken and dressing and to go with your turkey and ham. Homemade yeast rolls. Got to have some good butter to go with those. The next things that I have to have, number one is probably your sweet mac potato. and cheese. Okay. No, sweet potatoes. That's just, that's afterthought. I like sweet potato casserole. Don't get me wrong, but I would, if I, the mac and cheese comes next, good your recipe, creamy, homemade mac and cheese. Nothing out of a box. I did a recipe on it years ago using the skillet. Mm-hmm. You do it casserole style. It's a yeah. big trough of it. Oh, it's so good. I got to have some lima beans. I like lima beans. I lima beans. Or butter beans. Whatever butter, you want to call them. I call it butter beans. Um, what else is it? I make a sweet potato casserole that's really good. It is really good. I like the sweet potato casserole. 
I like sauteed green beans. I yeah. don't, I'm not a green. The green bean casserole is not my favorite. It's like a staple. You see it everywhere. But it's and it's okay. It's okay. But I'd rather have a good. You know how I like green beans sauteed bacon. a little bit with some bacon grease and a little bacon right. mixed in, a little vinegar mixed in, and just a touch of brown sugar and a little onion in there for some flavor. A little bit of AP, and it makes the best green it beans you've ever ate. Uh, deviled eggs. To me, deviled eggs is a staple. It's not really a side. How would you classify that? It's not a moose bouche. It's, <laughs> it's kind of a condiment. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give you me two dozen deviled eggs and condiments? Yeah, yeah. Deviled eggs go with it. <laughs> uh, for a potato dish now, you got to get the old standby hash brown casserole. Yeah, I thought it actually... I don't know if that's a everybody thing or if it's just our family thing. thing. Okay, a lot of southern families do it, I bet. Yeah. Um, I was actually thinking about doing mashed potatoes instead of uh, hash brown casserole this year. How do that's you feel okay. about that? I mean, I love mashed potatoes. You gonna do Michael the, loves mashed potatoes. Are you going to do the Gruyere mashed potatoes? I wasn't going to do the Gruyere. Standard oak. Just standard mashed potatoes, brown gravy. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. It's good. I like mashed potatoes. <laughs> you make good mashed potatoes. Yeah. Would you rather have a uh, hash brown casserole? I'm either way. It's pretty much, I just got to please you. No, no. I'm either way. I'm I, I'm not, I'm not going to care. For real. <laughs> yeah, right. I've got one mission. is to get the turkey and ham cooked, get up, go have the lunch, and get back to the woods. Yeah. I'm gonna, and get back home in time to watch Egg Bowl. So I've got a tight, tight schedule on Thursday. I also am doing pecan pies, as always. Yeah, I like pecan pies. They're my favorite. I always have to do pecan pie. I'm I only really, get them one time a year. Pies, but give, pecan pies are so much better cheesecake. than just a regular pie. A good, uh, better than sex cake. I don't know if you, they call it a cake, but it's... Husband's Delight. Some people call it Husband's Delight. Some call people call it better than sex. Yum, yum cake. I've heard yeah, it called yum, yum cake, yeah. yeah. It's basically cream cheese, chocolate, whipped cream. Yeah, <laughs> graham, cr- uh, not graham cracker crust. I like the one you do with the little pecans, pecans and butter crust. It's like crust. a sandy pecan, sandy mm. crust, and it's that's the word of my heart. Chocolate right there. layer, and then like a bread cream pudding. Cheesy. We could do the, you know what I want to do with the bread pudding? Take my mom's leftover yeast rolls oh, and make an after Thanksgiving a, white yeah. chocolate bread pudding. I thought we were just supposed to be doing good this Thanksgiving. We are. <laughs> what else do we have? You got Are you cranberry sauce or not? You can make the I'm homemade? making my homemade cranberry sauce. Cause that's good. I hate canned cranberry sauce. It tastes fake to me. I don't even think you call that cranberry sauce. To me, it's cranberry like jelly Jello. jelly mold. Yeah. I've made it for the past couple of years, and it's really simple. You just kind of put some cranberries in a saucepan with a little sugar and orange juice, um, and just let them cook down. I don't even know if I add sugar. Does it turn into like a syrup? Yes, it's it's almost like a compote, I guess yeah. you'd call it. It was good. I had it yeah. remember last year. It was really good. Yeah, Michael likes that one too. Yeah. So, it's broccoli salad. I, that's a good one that we that we usually have on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. It's a really easy dish, and um, we use it at barbecues for sides. We use it for everything. But yeah. my dad, that's my dad's thing. If, if Shell's gonna make something, he wants the broccoli salad. Um, but for as far as prepping for uh, Thanksgiving. It, for me, it starts two days before. Because um, I'm not worried about the meat. That's something you take care of. But two days before Thanksgiving, if I'm doing a big meal, I'm doing desserts first. Desserts, any prep I can get out of the way, um, any sauces, anything like that, I'm going to do that two days before. And the day before, I'm actually going to put together all my casseroles. My sweet potato casserole, it's going together. I'm putting some foil over the top, putting it in the fridge. Macaroni so you're watching cheese. the parade. You're not. You're not in the kitchen cooking. No, you're still in the kitchen cooking. <laughs> All my casseroles get made the day before, 
or pretty much everything. If I can get away with it, I, I'm cooking it the day before, putting it in the fridge. So that morning, it's not a mad panic. I can pull them out, let them come up to room temp, you know, that morning while I'm drinking my coffee. You think they're as good, maybe, sitting in the fridge like you that? You don't know the difference. Really? I probably don't. I don't know. I, I mean... I'm not a casserole All you're doing is putting it together. Yeah. And really, it might get better sitting in the fridge, hanging out, Could, coming yeah, together. Yeah. But you don't put, like, the fresh. topping on the macaroni no, and cheese. No, 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 no. Anything you really get crunchy, you don't no. let that sit. Yeah, I don't let anything like that sit. And it's still cooking. You know, the same time. Yeah. Well, you got to, I guess, you know, you got to plan your oven space out. Yeah. Because it's like us with smoker space, you know, being limited on smoker space. If you're cooking all them different casseroles. I got a double oven now. I used to have to really think about it when we just had the one. A lot of times you're traveling with them. We were having, we we didn't have stuff in our house. We'd take them to other people's houses and you'd be cooking. Yeah. In fact, this weekend I'm going to my grandmother's. I like to do the casseroles on the pellet grills. (laughs) It does really good mac and cheese. It does really good hash browns, sweet potatoes, all those, anything you throw in a casserole dish. It's an extension of your oven to me. I think we actually talked about this last time, but if you are short on oven space. Yeah, crank them up. Yeah. Don't be scared. Run them at 350. But anyway, that leaves Thanksgiving Day to do your rolls or your salads or your last minute you know, things. Yeah, like your broccoli salad or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and even with broccoli salad the day before, I go ahead and... What about the cranberry? The cranberry, I think day I before? did the day of, that morning of. I'm going to have to sit... I haven't sat down... you got a when, plan, Shell. This is coming so up easy. next week. I haven't put up the first Christmas decoration. I don't have a plan for Thanksgiving. So, so Tuesday, like Tuesday <laughs> next week, you're doing all your planning and you're going to get in your stuff. I'd like and to then, get before then. And then Wednesday is what you're telling me. You're going to be making casseroles. Yes. Throwing down kitchen stadium reed style. Yes. I love it. <laughs> you're going to be hunting. I'm going to be hunting. Be I'm going to get up early Thursday morning and put a turkey and ham on. I'm not going hunting Thursday morning. You're not? No. You're going to stay at home and watch, watch the parade? Watch the parade. Help you where needed. Yeah. What are you? Are you going hunting that afternoon? Probably not. I don't know. I'd like to. We got the egg bowl. Egg bowl. Egg bowl day. If anybody doesn't know what that is, Ole Miss is going to put the hammer down on Mississippi State. In-state rivalry game. Always finishes up the regular college football season with the Mississippi State. And Ole a Miss lot of play. times it's the only bowl game. They play, for, the gold, they play for a golden football. And for years they've been calling it the golden egg. Just because they said, I guess they said, it doesn't really even look like an egg to me. <clears throat> but it's egg ball day. Yeah. If you're a fan of Mississippi State or Ole Miss, you know what it is. You know what it is. If not, it's of no consequence to you whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty much. Uh, I usually watch the Cowboys and the Lions. Yeah. They'll be playing somebody. Yeah, it's always fun to watch football on Thanksgiving. Um, you watch the parade. I usually take a nap on yeah. Thanksgiving <laughs> afternoon. I get, you watch the parade. What is it, tryptophan? I get tryptophan up with all that turkey. <laughs> you take a nap, wake back up, eat a little bit more, and watch football. And then get you a good nap, and then get up and hunt the rest of the weekend. Are you going shopping Black Friday? Heck no. Hitting the lines, hitting Heck the store, no. the sales? You can do the Black Friday online. I do it all on Amazon. That's mm-hmm. where I do my shopping. I wouldn't fight a crowd. If they were giving away grills, I wouldn't be up there doing that. No. I'm looking forward to um, a little time off this next week. Good. Um, so we're it taking sounds like you got two full days of cooking and I throwing do. down. So that's not time off. I know. So we'll be back November 30th with our newest podcast. We're going to take next week off. Um, We're going to do the first, I wrote all this down. We're going to do the first three weeks of December and then 
wrap it up the season one. I can't wait. And then we're going to come back. We're going to have a video podcast in February. And I'm going to do Shell's recipe of the week. We got a lot of figuring out to do that. Yes. If you just put a camera on us and you're watching me. Sitting here in this chair talking to this microphone. It's going to be fun. I think it'll be interesting. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there so we're obligated to do yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. Well, hey, this was another great podcast. I guess, uh, maybe. We don't know. We, ran, we talked about a lot of things. More importantly, how much fun we had at World Foods. And everybody out there, I hope y'all have a happy Thanksgiving. Yes. If you've got those questions on smoked turkeys and stuff, you can put them on our Facebook page. It's a great place uh, to ask questions. I might not get to them all because I'm going to be in the woods. But I've got other people helping me answer some of those. So, listen, uh, Jill's looking at me like I'm crazy. She don't believe people's going to help me. I'm asking y'all, help me answer these questions on Facebook. (laughs) No, No, for real. Uh, You can get in touch with us. Uh, Shell, tell them how. Well, first of all, let's say get the app. Get the app. Get the app. Um, There's a ton of turkey recipes, all different types, and ham recipes. A lot of ham recipes, too, on the app. It's easy to search. Um, Do you think Siri will search the How to Barbecue app for you? How to Barbecue Right app, if I ask Siri to. Siri. Siri, search How to Barbecue Right for a turkey or whatever. If she understands you, she might. (laughs) I don't think she's got my dialogue. If you're cooking this week, share your holiday turkey and ham pictures with us. Tag us in them. For sure. Take pride in your cue. How to Barbecue Right. What's some more we tag? (laughs) That's pretty much it. That's the you main just tag us at How to Barbecue Right. Yeah. If you want to connect with Malcolm, it is How to BBQ Right at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. It's all How to BBQ Right. Deer Woods. <laughs> Hashtag Deer Woods. <laughs> <laughs> you can connect me with me in the Deer Woods because that's where I'm going to be. I'm going to be Hashtag Netflix. Hashtag Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> In the kitchen with Shell. <laughs> I'm going to start my Shell's recipe of the week. I'm going to make myself do it. There might be no one in the world who wants to know my recipe I of the do. week. But I'm going to do it. We're going to use those goal. recipes for the world foods. So okay. Maybe. Who knows? Okay. Take us. Maybe a little side dish for the world foods. Well, thanks for checking us out today on the How to Barbecue Right podcast. This has been episode 31, and we'll see y'all next time.